for my gear i've always loved like black on black cheetah literally if anyone knows me i have my nails like that almost all the time um i never really wanted to like go with like a color like i've always seen myself in like black or white gear because like it's so simplistic and like colors really never get old like black and white and i was like you know what like i love black on black cheetah so i might as well just put that into my gear. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ella J here on behalf of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And today I am not alone. We have an amazing show lined up for you today. And of course we have nothing but an amazing guest today here to join us. We are joined by the stunner, Emily J. Emily, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm amazing. I just want to say we got the J connection going on on here, although yours has an extra E at the end. But still, I mean, J gang rise here on Women's Wrestling Talk. Of course. <laughs> I mean, we did just recently, you might have recently seen Emily on um a little show called AEW Dynamite, you know, singing Judas in, <laughs> Judas in my mind. <laughs> they zoomed in right on her. So she might be a familiar face to you. So, I mean, Emily, that, I mean, that literally just happened a couple days ago at the time of recording this. So how was that experience for you? And then finding out that you're all over the socials. It was so funny because the guy came up to me and said, you better know the lyrics. And I went, what? And he just comes over to me with the camera. And the next thing I know, my phone is blowing up. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're on TV. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, you can hear you singing. Like, it's not just quiet. Like, you can literally just hear you singing. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, AW. I mean, I guess t- I, that's not the first time you've appeared on, like, TV in the crowd, but I feel like that's the first time they've, like, really honed in on you. So I guess that's, like, your unofficial AEW debut, I would say. Um, Chris Jericho, if you need a backup singer, I mean, Emily J is right here, just saying. Just saying for I'm Fozzie. <laughs> I'm so here for it, honestly. I must say, I don't blame you because that was a bop every time I go to Dynamite. It's really hard not to sing it. Like, it's just a staple of the show now. I literally love singing it, honestly. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's get into it right now. Yeah, I want to get his DMCA'd here, but it, <laughs> it is a bop. So, Chris Jericho, thank you for having one of the greatest theme songs in All Elite Wrestling. I guess that's your official on-screen debut anyway. Maybe one day you'll have um, an in-ring debut. But, I mean, we got a lot, a lot to talk about here today. First of all, at the time of recording this, you officially made your pro wrestling debut last month in September. So first of all, congratulations on that. You came away victorious. So you are officially one and oh now, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yes, you are. So now that you've had some time to reflect and digest it all, what are some of your takeaways from that match and moment? I mean, you were also in there too with two of your very good friends in real life. It was really crazy to me because it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting to debut that fast. And then it everything just kind of happened all at once. And I got to do it with two of my best friends. They took very good care of me and made sure we didn't do anything too crazy. We made everything very simple, very easy, and made sure I never got lost. So I really appreciate them so much for it. Um, 
it was like living out my childhood dream. I got to go into the ring, do it in front of my mom and some of my close friends in North Carolina. It was absolutely crazy to me. And I'm just very proud of myself for actually doing the damn thing. I mean, you did it. I mean, I think it's an interesting story of how it all kind of came together. Like you had like less than a week's notice from what I recall, right? I had a night before notice. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, I mean, how exactly did you find out and how did you exactly did you find out you were debuting and then preparing for your debut debut match, both mentally and physically in like 24 hours notice? (laughs) So I was told the night before at a show I was at because my friends were wrestling and they were having a birthday show the next day for George South. Absolutely love George South. If you know, you know, we absolutely love him. (laughs) And I was told right before um, they're like, hey, do you want to wrestle tomorrow? We have an open spot. And I went, what? And they're like, do you have your gear? And I was like, yeah, I have everything. But do you really want me? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, they're like, we'll let you debut here. I was like, thank you. Appreciate that. So I had like a two hour car ride back home and I was stressing to my mom. I was like, dude, I have to do so much stuff and we have to leave out of here by like 10 a.m. the next day to go down there. And I'm like, I'm going to be so stressed. And then I literally got home, put self tanner on, mentally prepared myself (laughs) went over chain wrestling and was like okay do I remember what I can do because I haven't been in a ring in about like a couple I'd say like at least a month I haven't been in a ring I still went to the gym and still practiced but like I couldn't do a lot of in-ring stuff so I was like we're just gonna go over everything and hope I remember everything and the good thing is I do have muscle memory shout out to muscle my Malcolm (laughs) for that one um but I have muscle memory So it was really easy for me to understand what I was doing and how I could calm myself down and be like, it's okay. You're going to be all right. And you came out victorious now, officially undefeated in professional wrestling, according to the record books. But I think it's also interesting because I don't think a lot of people would know this. Obviously, your your theme song was Give It Up by Victorious, right? Yes. yes. So, But that wasn't the original plan. So how did you end up landing on Give It Up? Well, the other music we chose, we're not going to give that away mm-hmm. too soon because we might use it again. True. Um, the whole reason we chose Give It Up is because it was such a last minute decision. And I was like, oh, gosh. And I was like, oh, I'm going to freak out. Like if I come out to my original one, because that's more of like a heel theme. Yeah. And I was true. like, I need I need a face theme. And so we chose Give It Up by Victorious and it just worked perfectly. And I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Give it up, cause you know you can't win. No, I don't want to get us DMCA, but it's honestly, it's honestly a bop. So I was very happy for you. I mean, we also got to see the debut of your stunning black and white leopard print or or cheetah print. Correct me, but yes. can you tell us more about the source of inspiration or the vision behind your gear? For my gear, I've always loved, like, black on black cheetah. Literally, if anyone knows me, I have my nails like that almost all the time. Um, I never really wanted to, like, go with, like, a color. Like, I've always seen myself in, like, black or white gear because, like, it's so simplistic and, like, colors really never get old, like, black and white. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love black on black cheetah, so I might as well just 
put that into my gear and I do have new gear coming probably around my next match. And I'm very excited for those. Mm. I mean, I was going to ask, I mean, you obviously have a vision set in motion. Can you give us a little hint or sneak peek at your next gear? Oh gosh. I have two coming. One of them is a color. Other one is something with another wrestler that y'all don't know about just yet. Mm, bet you I can guess, but we'll oh, leave. You the, could guess. The, I, we will leave the mystery to your next appearance, which actually we'll talk about a bit later today because that's a huge opportunity coming up for you. And I feel like maybe this will give away the answer to who your gear is based off of. But in in your vision today, who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in pro wrestling today? Oh my gosh, Liv Morgan. Is that even a question? (laughs) (laughs) I love her style so much because it's never the same thing over and over again. It's always something different. And I'm here for it. I love it. I feel like, too, she takes a lot of inspiration. Obviously, she's into, like, the horror genre and all of that. I don't know if you – some people take, like, inspiration from, like, video games or movies. Have you, like, had anything brewing in your mind from, like, pop culture or anything like that? I've been looking at Ariana Grande a lot Mm. lately. And I'm like, what's she doing over there, girl? I mean, she – doesn't she sing half of Give It Up, too? Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Mm. (laughs) I feel like that would tie in everything all together. I can't imagine you in a high ponytail, to be honest. But, <laughs> like, she, I mean, she's also been one who's been, like, really versatile. I mean, I think of, obviously, like, the black, like, bunny ears. She's done that. She pulls off a lot of, like, pastel pink, too. So, mm, there's a there's a lot of, like, different versatility to Ariana Grande. So, maybe we could be seeing Emily in some more, some more color coming up. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Mm. Now, I know the answer to this. You already said one of them, but our listeners on Women's Wrestling Talk might not know in the spirit of celebrating women's wrestling. Who are some women in wrestling who inspire or empower you and why? Liv Morgan is definitely at the top of my list. That girl has done more for me than I could ever even imagine. She has always been there for me and has always supported me through wrestling. And she's just an amazing wrestler altogether. Another one, oh my gosh, probably Nikki Bella. Nikki means a lot because when I was going through a really tough period of my t- of my life, um, she was one of the main sources of happiness for me. Her, um, Eva Marie, even though people don't like her, I love her. Um, <laughs> but like they were always the ones on my TV and I was like, I want to be one of them one day. And it's crazy to see how life changes. And now we're here. (laughs) And also, I mean, the woman who got you into pro wrestling is still going strong. I mean, she she just arrived in AEW. She's also obviously head honcho of Women's Wrestling Army. So maybe, I mean, never say never in pro wrestling. You got a lot of a lot of people in good places right now in pro wrestling. Yes, Maria Canellas, absolutely amazing. Literally, the only reason I got into wrestling and the only reason I stuck with it. And I'm so glad I had the chance to tell her that. Yeah, how was that? I think was that not at WrestleCon or was that before? That was at WrestleCon. Yeah. yeah. 
that that whole experience was so fun back in April and late March. That whole weekend was so fun. But I digress. I mean, we're on the topic of prominent women in wrestling. You got to train with two of them actually at Flatbacks in Florida. That being Bailey and Cassie Lee, formerly known as Peyton Royce. So I mean, you even ended up on on their Instagram story. So that was cool. So do you recall any things that you might have learned from them or takeaways from their visits? When Cassie was there, she was always the sweetest person ever. Um, She really helped me. Me and her had like an hour long conversation one day because I was just like, I want to learn from you. Like, I need to learn from you. And we literally had a whole conversation about like being a woman in wrestling, having the struggles of being in a locker room having the struggles of people not thinking you're not going to be good enough for this business. We had a long conversation about that and I'm so grateful for the knowledge she gave me. And I still think about it to this day with Bailey. She is an absolutely amazing wrestler. Um, it was crazy that I had the opportunity to train with her because I never would have had that opportunity if I would have went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful for that. And she was just absolutely amazing. I feel like, too, Bailey is one of those minds. She's been in the biz for, like, what, like, 15 years now, I want to say, or or something very close to that. Obviously, she's reached, like, the mountaintop in professional wrestling. So, like, was there anything overall or advice that she gave you that you think is really stuck with you or anything that she showed you? I was very scared of her. So, I was scared to walk up to her and talk to her. Because, like, it's crazy to see her on my TV. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, hey, what's up? (laughs) No, I'm training with her. Um, I think the biggest advice she gave me was it's okay to be different. It's okay. If people don't like you, nobody's, nobody is going to never not like you at the end of the day. And I'm just like, okay, that's They're true. like, everyone has their opinion and that's that you're not going to please everyone. So I was very grateful for that. Well, just know that I will never not like you. So you always (laughs) at least, at the very least, have me in your corner rooting for you. Thank you. (laughs) And I know a whole lot of other people and all of that. I mean, you trained at Flatbacks in Florida under some big names of Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze, traveling all the way from Virginia to Florida. So do you recall your first day? I know this obviously was not your first experience at a, at a training school, but what was your overall experience like and what were you feeling walking into flatbacks? I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> was not mentally. I tried m- mentally preparing myself. I'm like, I'm going to be okay. They are fine. They're just people. And the first day came and I was a nervous wreck. And I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Because it was literally straight cardio, like no in-ring stuff that day, all cardio. And I was like, oh gosh, like I'm not going to be well right now. And I like had a little come to Jesus moment outside. And I was like, dude, get your freaking life together. You're going to do this. You paid a lot of money to be here and get trained by some of the best people in this business. Suck it up. You're okay. You can breathe later. And... It was really crazy. And once I got to the end of it, I'm still forever grateful for the opportunities I had down there. And I will could never be able to repay Breeze and Spears for all they did for me. 
they obviously are huge on the pro wrestling scene. And I mean, you yourself have already been beginning to make strides for you. What were some of the major takeaways or again, maybe advice from Spears breeze or any of the trainers there that is again, stuck with you that you think that you've implemented into your work. I just can always remember just breeze screaming at me. <laughs> Because he's just like, you're going to be okay. He's like, I understand you're young, but you're going to be okay. And he was like, everything will fall into place as time goes on. Don't stress if opportunities don't come as soon as you get out of here. It takes time in this business and you have to prove yourself. Pro wrestling doesn't owe you anything. It does not owe you a single thing. You have to work for it. And that was one of the biggest takeaways I took from him and Spears because they'll encourage you all you want, but as soon as you leave, everything's up to you. It depends on how you want to do everything. And you are out here doing the damn thing. You are officially the stunner. Obviously, you've kind of mastered that move, obviously. Mm -hmm. I would say made famous by Stone Cold and, of course, Kevin Owens, and a lot of people use it. But hence your nickname. Um, was there a particular move or a sequence that you learned in training that you feel really challenged you in trying to master it? Body slams. No question about it. <laughs> Body slams. Oh, my gosh. Was there a particular instance or why? Okay. Um, my body doesn't like to like position itself right. <laughs> so like when I'd go up for it, like I'd plank out and I wouldn't go straight up. And I never understood why. And when I tell you, I had to take like I think close to 40 body slams this day. And because my body would not mm -hmm. go up. And then when I would have to give it to people, like my body just did not want to work. And it just wouldn't work out. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I went home and cried. <laughs> but now, I mean, that's still something practice makes perfect. Obviously, you'll get more yeah. reps in. We'll see Emily Jade now just plowing out. I mean, just body <laughs> slam after body slam now. I mean, if Rhea Ripley can body slam Luke Gallows, I mean, like, you can do it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> period as you would say period. but i mean you obviously you're one i've known for a while a lot of people in the wrestling community have known you for a while what were some of maybe the challenges you face in transitioning from a fan to now officially a professional wrestler on the circuit people still think this to this day that i'm just in it just to be in it i'm just here to say oh i'm a wrestler and that's not the case um it's been hard to transition from a fan to a wrestler because like events come around and you're like, oh, I want to go. And it's like, I don't know if I should because I don't want people thinking of me as a fan. And it's okay. Like you never want to fall out of love with the sport because if you fall out of love, it's just never going to be good and you're going to lose passion for the sport and you're not going to want to do it. And so I go to these events to like make me feel better about like my mental health it's like okay I still love this business everything's still okay and like when I go to shows I can see moves that I want to try out like it's not just I'm there to be a fan it's there mm -hmm. it's I'm there I want to learn because you're up close you can see what they're doing you can see how they're calling stuff and it's just like oh okay like I understand it so it's been pretty difficult to transition but it hasn't been difficult 
Yeah, that makes sense. And at the end of the day, you are still passionate about it and you're still supporting it, but you're also like kind of learning in the process by watching. I feel like obviously you've studied like William Regal and stuff before like yourself, but it's it's another experience like seeing it in person, you know, then you can oh, really yeah. look up close and really, really hone in, I think, on it. You can really pinpoint stuff when you're up close. You can. Is there anything that you've seen up close? You're like, oh, Maybe that's something I should maybe look into or maybe tweak in your own moveset. Slowing down. I need to slow down. <laughs> I need to slow down so bad. I rushed through my entire match and I was like, okay. Now Breathe. I just need to learn to slow down. <laughs> Breathe and slow down, literally. Fair enough. I mean, you you don't want to be winded in there. So keep oh, yeah. I feel like again, it comes with practice in anything you do in life. More the more reps you get in, the better you're gonna be. But I mean, you did get to recently partake in your first fan fest experience at Baltimore Celeb Fest. So how was that overall experience for you? I mean, getting I mean, you were next to our girl Alicia Toots too as well. And I mean, you got to see some pretty cool faces there. I absolutely love Alicia, number one. <laughs> we vibe so well together um it was really crazy because I didn't expect people to like come up to me and know me because I'm really I'm out there but I'm not out there as a wrestler because I haven't posted my match nobody knows how I can work and I'm like are people really gonna want to meet me and like I had like a breakdown the night before I'm like what if I'm here for like nothing like nobody wants to meet me and it was really heartwarming to know that like people actually wanted to meet me some guy came up to me and he was like I've followed you for literally four years now and it's crazy to see how your life has changed and I was like that really means so much to me and it was so great to have the opportunity to be at something with such big names like I think it was Mick Foley there um Adam Page oh gosh so many people Nyla Rose with the run-in with the TBS <laughs> championship <laughs> Nyla was great. I love her. That was just even just from clips from social media and I had fr friends who went there. It seemed like such a fun experience, but it's got to feel like weird or like surreal for you being on the other side of being at these conventions now, I would think. Right. Oh, it was so surreal because like everyone just came up to me, like all the people that were there and they all introduced themselves. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you're actually really chill. Like, you're not as scary as you are on TV. <laughs> but, like, it's crazy. Everybody's so sweet. Um, It was really a fun experience. I got to see Danny, so Harley Cameron. I got to see her for the first time since Flatbacks. Absolutely love her. If you haven't heard of her, you need to check her out. Absolutely love that girl. Um, But, yeah, it was really crazy, and I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to do that. I'm so exciting. It's so exciting for you. And of course, it was recently announced you'll be at another convention that being WrestleCade in Winston-Salem during Thanksgiving weekend. And not only that, but you will be officially competing at Ladies Night Out. So tell us more about how this all came together. And I mean, how much you're looking forward to it. I'm very grateful for Parker Kane Promotions. They brought me in for Baltimore Celeb Fest, and now they're bringing me in for WrestleCade. And it somehow just perfectly worked out because I've known about Ladies Night Out ever since WrestleCade has existed. And I've always wanted to be a part of it because I went to WrestleCade last year, had an absolutely amazing time. And I was like, this time next year, I'm going to be here. 
as a wrestler. I'm going to be here and work a show. And I manifested it and now it's happening. <laughs> and it's very crazy because I went to the show last year as a fan and now I'm working it as a wrestler. And it's so like mind blowing to me. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is crazy. Now we don't know exactly who or what match you'll be competing in, but I'm sure that will be announced soon. But I feel like too, I mean, this is overall at least I don't know if you got do you have anything in between now and WrestleCade before I, I do not transition? Okay. I so not. I thought so. But do you feel maybe any pressure getting all of some of these bigger opportunities this early in your career so far? I feel a lot of pressure on myself. I always put a lot of pressure on myself and like I've always been told like be careful with what bookings you take because you don't want to go to a place where they won't pay you or it's just a sketchy like situation and I've always been told that and I was like okay so like I'll be selective on my bookings so Russell Cater's ran by AML and AML absolutely amazing promotion they're who I actually debuted for and they were so happy and excited for me when they saw I was actually going to be working the show. But I feel like there's a lot of pressure on myself because it's pretty much like I can't mess this up for me because I just can't make a fool of myself. I understand it's my second match, but I need this to make it look like it's my hundredth match at this point. Now, there is somebody who I I don't know if she was officially announced yet but i know she'll be there that weekend is chelsea green who you are one who you have been wanting to square off with so i mean there's a possibility for that maybe i hope she gets announced for ladies night out or you're gonna have i know she's coming to wrestle she'll be at wrestle she was on ladies night out last year so yes mm. at maybe. aml hello <laughs> oh my gosh but you're primarily based in the virginia north carolina scene but more generally are there any girls on the independence right now that you really have your eye on possibly squaring off with heather reckless oh i love that girl kaya mckenna love kaya she's <laughs> unfortunately just re-injured herself though i know so i don't know how long she's gonna be out tbd but i i love that girl too Oh, gosh. And who else? I feel like there's one more. I think it's Billy Starks. Oh, Billy. I mean, you and Billy are also around the same age. So, and I mean, Billy, it is absolutely scary how good that girl is. And she's not even, like, reached her peak yet. Like, there's even more she can do. She just ranked number 52 on the PWI Women's 150 list. Just imagine, like, she's not even in her prime yet. It's it's kind of scary. She's still very young. I know. She's younger than me. Yeah. And I'm like, Crazy. Oh but that is a match I absolutely need to see too. <laughs> so um, at anyone who's watching this, who's a booker, can you please book that match, please? Please. Both for Pretty me please. and Emily. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously we've well established you are the stunner. So for those who maybe aren't as familiar with your work, can you kind of describe the persona or esque of the stunner? Of the stunner? <laughs> So the stunner, I've always had an Instagram following. I've always had people comment on my page. I'm like, oh my God, I'm stunning or something like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, stunning, stunner. I'll just be a stunner. So I am literally in love with myself. 
Like she is. I am. I will make ev- anything and everything about me at the end of the day. And no, I don't care fun. who. <laughs> you know, it's I don't funny. care who. You were a baby face though in, in your first match. Which I is... was a baby. I'm used to being a heel. I know. So that was very struggling for me. So when I'm a baby, I'm just like, okay, like, love y'all. Thank you so much. Like, please look at me. <laughs> It's all about me. Oh, sorry. Sorry, wrong person. But she, Emma just did return to WWE last night. So, I mean, I maybe, I don't know, maybe one day. That's another one I personally would like to see, but we'll see. I love that. We'll see. But, Emily, as you look forward to this next year in your career, obviously you have Cade coming up, Ladies Night Out. I'm sure a few more bookings as well. But as we head into 2023 coming up, what are some of your personal or professional goals you'd like to accomplish? I would love to work a dark match by end of next year. I would absolutely love that. Never know. <laughs> Um, personally, I just want to make myself proud. I want to have at least like 20 matches, at least, hopefully no injuries. <laughs> there. Um, but I really just want to make myself proud at the end of the day. That is all I've ever wanted to do was make my little eight-year-old self proud. That's all I want to do in my life is prove everyone wrong who ever doubted me. And I have no doubt that you will accomplish your dreams. What would you say, too, is, is maybe one random fact about yourself that most people oh, wouldn't know? I'm I'm curious because I know a fair amount about you, but I'm sure there's more <laughs> that, I mean, people don't know. I mean, you used oh to gosh. cheer. I mean, yes. it's pretty well known, though. I'm a natural blonde. <laughs> you are. Scary. You are. If anyone is any of my friends, Ella is one of my friends. She knows how dumb I am. <laughs> oh gosh um i'm really not that interesting yeah <laughs> <My> always... <laughs> yes you are <laughs> normally my interesting facts are i'm a wrestler but this entire She's podcast also a gemini oh i am a gemini oh my gosh can that be my interesting fact because people I are guess. so mad people are so mad when i say i'm a gemini <laughs> like sorry sorry about your luck <laughs> So sorry. Okay, James Promise. Storm. <laughs> Promise I'm not a two-faced person. <laughs> Promise. I can confirm she's not. She's actually one of the few Geminis I can, like, tolerate, to be fair. I think you like a grand total of, like, three. Yeah, you, Samira, and Diana. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? Alicia Toot's also a Gemini. Oh, I wait. Be- I believe. Four. Four. Yeah, she is a Gemini. We had a whole conversation about it. She is. So, yes. <laughs> but that's my biases <laughs> aside. But now we're going to transition to a segment we like to call here Rapid Hot Tags, which is basically just like a spitfire. It's very simple questions about yourself. It's basically just about you. So, oh, now now she's got the water. She's already feeling the pressure. <laughs> so, uh, it's just basically the first thing that comes to your mind. We got okay. about six, seven questions here. So, okay. just the first thing that comes to your mind. And go who is your favorite musical artist of all time taylor swift see that was easy (laughs) see now okay hot take what do you think of her new album oh my gosh i love it i like the 3 a.m track would have could have should have i relate to that song a little too close to home and that has been on a repeat Mm. 
Fair. I've only listened to like five songs. I have not listened, but it was a 3 a.m. Um, one, but it was only like the first five songs in there. So I haven't listened oh. to the whole thing yet. Obviously, Anti Hero is obviously very popular on the radio right now. I don't know if you listen to the radio, but I still do. That's a huge one on there. I'll need to check it out. Obviously, that just dropped Midnight by Taylor Swift. Have you been to a Swift concert before? I have never been to a Swift concert before. You've been to so many concerts in your life, though. Okay, listen. I just go to Dylan Scott. Dylan Scott, <laughs> love okay. that man. Notice how I've she seen... didn't say Dylan Scott, though. Okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Everybody's going to know who Taylor Swift is. Nobody's yeah. going to know who Dylan Scott is. He's a great country singer. Just saying. He is. Just saying. Now, next question. What is your favorite body part to work on? you can say it you can say the medical if you want i will say it for you oh we're gonna say arm okay <laughs> you that that way you can be you can train those guns yeah. and flex all the time the stunner yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> now what is your favorite show to binge watch the vampire diaries oh it's not Dahmer. that <laughs> she oh my me to gosh watch. I love the Vampire Diaries and I love yeah. Jenny and Georgia. I think okay. that's that's a very good show. I need season two to hurry up. Mm. You know what? That's a struggle that is like literally like shows come out and then like this the next season doesn't come out for like two years. It's like, hello. <laughs> that's how or- I thought about the society. The society canceled oh their second season. I know. I literally watched all of season one. I was like, I mean, spoiler alert, like the girl got pregnant. I was like, oh my gosh, like they're going to like season two's gonna be out and then no they canceled it i was like they left us on a cliffhanger what the heck so mad i literally binge watched all of that then read that season two was gonna come out soon and then it got shortly canceled thereafter i was like netflix what are you doing it was because of covid now it just needs to be picked back up come on you got it must have gotten canceled it's it's a shame at netflix please revive the society man that was a good one i know now emily theoretically your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving your loved ones and your pets um meaning <laughs> shithead uh <laughs> which is our cat's name by Hold the way. On. we need to tell the audience <laughs> i literally have a cat named shithead and yes that is his actual name because he likes to get into everything he does continue you have time to safely make one final dash to save one item after your loved ones and pets are already saved what would you save oh my gosh oh no i think it would probably be my dean ambrose also known as john moxley i have his shirt framed that he gave me and that will forever be my prized possession. I've had it since 2015. It is still in no. the frame. I will never not sell that. It's signed. And I'm like, okay, I will grab that. That is all that matters. Come on. <laughs> Obviously, he means a lot to you. So, like, yes. I feel it. I honestly don't know what I would say if there's so many things. Um, but luckily, that wasn't my question today. Now, lastly, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Mind reading. That can be dangerous. Yeah, I know. That's why I want it. <laughs> you can know what um, moves are coming next from your opponent. What yeah. Of. Yeah. <laughs> I can also read everyone's vibe. 
Exactly. Period, as you would say. It's just say. <laughs> now, Emily, thank you so much for joining us here on Women's Wrestling Talk today. Before we let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on your social medias? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook at Emily J Pro. Of course. And Emily, thank you so much for joining us here today uh, here on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter. Of course, don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias at www.talkpod and of course, www.talkpod.com. Like, comment, and subscribe. And for Emily J and Ella J, this has been Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.